Welcome to the What's Your Weird Story podcast. Everyone has at least one good story. And some of us have stories that are just to the left of normal. We're interested in the ones that push the boundaries of what we can perceive. Stories that defy explanations. Stories with an air of mystery. Stories we might not share. For fear of being thought of differently. But don't worry. We're all friends here. So... What's your weird story? Hello, Weirdsville. How we doing? Hope everyone is doing well. It's uh, been raining all day here in uh, in the middle of Oklahoma. Temperatures are down in the mid-30s. We are getting warm by talking to you. And I am lucky enough to have one of my favorite co-hosts in the world, Mr. Adam Beebe. How are you, sir? I am doing well. This is one of the most NPR <laughs> sketches. Not even proper NPR, yeah. local NPR. Yeah. Ske- uh, like, uh, yeah. Not sketches, but intros, rather. You sound like it's just on the classic channel. You know, the Piecing it together. Piecing it together, dude evenly paced <laughs> not too exciting yeah a little bit monotone yeah yep. yeah but hey just feeling good we, feeling good yeah feeling good but also though we we need to turn up that that hype because this is a much hypeable oh yeah episode dude yeah this, this is, is exciting this is a great one and uh we've been we've been looking forward to this for a couple of weeks now but Man, uh, we've got Dave Schrader with us today, and uh, he's just such a great guy. Again, we had the opportunity to reach out to him and, and get him on the show. For those of you that don't know, Dave is a paranormal investigator. He's got a show on the Travel Channel called The Holzer Files. Excellent. Yeah, you and I are both f- big fans. It's a great show. If you guys haven't checked it out, you should. The format of the show is... They take Hans Holzer's files. He was like the first paranormal investigator um, in the country. Basically, yeah. Yeah. And so, well, he was the first one to kind of do it with technology, at least, you know, and try to like do full, you know, vetted stories. So they take his files and they reopen the cases and they go back to some of these places and they and they retrace kind of what he was getting into and. The conclusions that they come to are really quite interesting. Yeah, definitely. Definitely. He's also known for uh, his own radio show podcast, uh, internet podca- internet radio show podcast, which is Darkness Radio. Yep. And uh, he's got uh, a show or two on there. One of them, of course, is Paranormal, and he does a true crime show as well. And he is just, he is kind of, a, he's kind of a big deal. Yeah. Yeah. We think, at yeah. least. And, and yeah. uh, we're very excited to have him on. Barry's wife, once again, got the ball rolling and yeah. got this all going. And so we have her to thank once again for uh, hooking us up big time. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. Thank you, Nikki. It was a great, 
just a chance. I mean, she just threw out, you know, um, a message and he got back to her and, uh, and then we connected that way. He's, you know, again, to go back to his background, you know, coast to coast radio guys. I mean, yeah. <laughs> I mean, the legendary show. Um, I, I just talked about this before, but you know, when I used to tour with bands and stuff, we'd be going back and forth across the country and, and you know, if you were tired to listen to music, you stick on the AM radio at night and, and you tune into coast to coast, which was, it's kind of similar to what we do here, although they would do it live with callers and they would call in yeah. and, and they would talk about different stories and subject matters that, uh, that the guests would bring on. But Dave had the opportunity to work on that show and, uh, the great yeah, art. He was a fill in. Yeah. Host for, art. for Art Bell. Sorry. You're, no, you're no, <laughs> no art. Yeah. Art is a legendary guy, you yeah. know, in this field. And yeah, so Again, we're just so excited, man. We appreciate Dave coming on and uh, and giving us some of his time. Yeah. I mean, really, it's so exciting because, you know, we had the girls that we spoke to last week. And now and we're uh, Dave, another podcaster, another, you know, an investigator and tell, sharing his stories, a professional, you know, all sorts of. We had a great conversation yeah. about a lot of things, really. Yeah, it's it's good. It's fun. Um, he like Barry said, he he gracious enough to give us some of his time. So, Mister Mister Johnston, if you would do the honors, yes, sir. Dave, what's your weird story? My God, where do I start? You know, every day <laughs> is a weird story for me. I, you know, today the day we're recording the show is my third wedding anniversary. Oh, it's wow. my daughter's fourteenth birthday. My wow. my fifth grandson was just born. Wow. So yeah, it's it's you know we got crazy stuff happening all the time. But what do you? Uh, you know what? What do you guys want to talk about? I mean, I could talk about uh, uh, sightings. I could talk sure, about uh, sure. You know, my fetish with um, Smurf porn, whatever you guys think is weird. We, I don't, uh, I don't know. we uh, you know, it's funny because when we started this podcast, actually, we're, Adam and I are old friends. We actually grew up together. Yeah. We've known each other since birth, basically. Our, our yeah. moms yeah. were friends. And so we started this idea because we both had uh, UFO sightings that n neither one of us told each other about until like a few years ago. And so we were like, you know what, man, like maybe we should do a podcast around that kind of stuff. Just weird stuff that's happened to us. So any direction you want to go into, man, we're fine with. Well, what do you, yeah. you know, let me ask you guys weird. What do you consider weirder? Is it, is it, uh, UFOs? Is it ghosts? Is it the, the demonic? Is it that's a fey people, you know, the, yeah. uh, the fey folk and, and leprechauns and, and, the the like what what exactly do you consider the that, weirdest the supernatural that's an interesting question because we find that most people uh don't think that any of the encounters they've had or well some people don't think that that what they've done and what they've had uh, happen to them is weird you know they think it's just normal um i don't know i i'm very fascinated with ufo stuff uh, also ghost uh, sightings and things like that we don't have a ton of people we haven't had a ton of people that are investigators um, I would like to maybe go down that road a little bit if we could. Um, is there anything in your history that has stood out to you as being oddly like outside of the norm of what you do with investigations? Well, you know, I mean, the, like I said, I've kind of lived this really storied, bizarre life. I've, I've been surrounded by the supernatural most of my life from growing up in a haunted house, having experiences with grandparents after they passed away. And then 
you know, just uh, kind of being in the right place at the right time for strange and unusual phenomena. You know, I remember one day I was driving down the road with my buddy Rick, and he's kind of my Adam, right? Mm-hmm. So I grew up with this guy. We best friends, still best friends to this day. And uh, we're driving down the road. It's bright blue skies, no, not a, not a rain cloud anywhere. And we're just kind of silently driving down the road together. And there's a church with this old graveyard right next to it. And uh, at the exact time, simultaneously, both of our heads turn towards the church and this bolt of lightning comes down and hits the cross on the top of the church out of a clear blue sky. Whoa. Wow. And, And without making a sound, without any strange activity afterwards and we both just kind of sat there stunned silence and then he goes uh did you just see a bolt of lightning hit that cross and i said yeah he goes where did that come from i didn't even see it it was just like it was a flash of light and it hit that that cross i said i don't know man that that was really weird so i've been you know those strange little subtleties and i think that Part of the reason I've had these experiences my whole life is that I've always been open to the mm-hmm. concepts of uh, being in those moments and wanting to see the magic in the world around us. And by putting myself in those positions, it allows these things to occur. And I'm a big believer in setting intention. Sure. And I've done it my whole life without even knowing it. You know, with Rick and I, we would sit in his mom's garage with our little black tape recorder, you know, and our Kmart tapes, uh, that, uh, that we'd go buy for 99 cents for a pack of two. And we would sit in his garage and we would do little radio shows nice. and, you know, create this, this world, uh, together. And then, you know, I just remembered loving radio and, you know, I would call local hosts of radio shows where I grew up, Dick Biondi from the oldie station and Larry Lujak and, and, uh, uh, Roy Leonard. And cause I grew up in the Chicagoland area and I'm sure. like, you know, I, I just asked for, you know, to, to talk and advice and what got them into this. And here I was just this kid, my mom and dad were like, I can't believe you're having some of the biggest radio celebrities in the Chicagoland area calling you at home when I was a kid. And uh, I would reach out to all kinds of media type just to to put myself in it. And when I wanted to meet somebody, I was voracious. I I remember when um, Adam West, you know, TV's Batman, oh, of course. Oh, yeah. Yeah. came to uh, Chicago. He was, he was going to be at the World of Wheels show with the Batmobile. Nice. So I, I'm like, you know what? I, I really want to meet Adam West. Um, hmm. so I called the hotel, the McCormick place hotel right next door. And I said, uh, yeah, I, I need to speak to Adam West, please. I'm looking to do a radio or a, do an interview with him. And, uh, this is what, like 1984. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. And, uh, they're like, okay. And they put me through to Adam West's room and I got him on the phone and I said, yeah, I'm, you know, with my high school newspaper, I'd really love to do an interview. And he's like, well, you know, if you're going to be out at the world wheel show, come see me. And I kind of felt like maybe he was just, you know, giving me the gentle pat on the head. But I right. went to the World of Wheel show. I stood in line uh, with my pad of paper and my tape recorder. And as I got up to Adam West, I said, yeah, hi, my name is Dave Schrader. And you said to meet you here, we do an interview. And he got this big, broad smile. And he's all dressed as Batman. Yeah. Right. <laughs> yeah, and he goes, awesome. uh, he goes, come around the table. I saved a seat for you. And there was, it was one empty seat. And I got to sit there and 
you know, I've always, God, I would be great to be the Robin to Batman, right? How, you know, I'm, I'm kind of in this position. And people are walking up for autographs, and this little kid just walks up and slides the picture in front of me with Batman and Robin. <laughs> and, and Adam West turns and looks at me, and he goes, you better sign it, chum. And I'm like, <laughs> I go, yeah. And he goes, come on, Robin, you know what to do. So I wrote, you know, uh, your pal Robin, and then, uh, you know, autographed it as Robin <laughs> and handed it to Adam West. So for one brief moment in time, I got to be Robin to Adam <laughs> West's Batman. And, you know, it's just always been that way that I I, I see what I want, and I, it, I project it into the universe, and I get to those places and it's not magic. It's not a deal with the devil as far as both of you know, but I, <laughs> I like to set those intentions and I, you know, I believe that here's, here's a strange story. Uh, I'll follow up with that. When I went to college, I just found out I was going to be a dad. I really had no direction in my life. I had no clue what I was going to do. I was like, well, I better go to college, right? Cause that's what you do three years after you leave high school and you find out you're going to be a dad. Sure. So I apply, I get into high school, things went my way, many ways on my way up there, my car broke down. I pull over to the side of the road. I've literally got just enough money to get up to the college, take the test for, uh, admittance and come back home and maybe have a a meal on the way. Uh, because I lived in Chicago, I had to drive to Winona, Minnesota Mm -hmm. and I, my car limps off the highway into a, a, a dark reclusive, you know, kind of, uh, um, truck stop area and out of nowhere this guy that looks like jesus comes walking out of the woods barefoot long beard and i'm standing there with my hood open looking at the engine because i'm not a car guy i have no clue what i'm even looking at and he goes hey man what's going on i said i don't know i'm yeah my car broke down i don't i don't know what to do and he said well let's see if we can figure it out man and he gets underneath the hood and he goes oh yeah now, remember, guys, I said I'm not a car guy. Right. So he goes, yeah, your flugel hopper is blown, man. we got to replace your flugel hopper. Uh, that <laughs> happened thought, to me recently. I know uh, how bad that is. So. Yeah, nobody wants their flugel hopper blown, right? <laughs> so I'm like, well, depends we're going to. You know, <laughs> depends on what, where you're saying that. Let's, let's, you can clarify. That's true. <laughs> so I, I go, well, where, you know, I don't even know where to get a flugel hopper for a 69 Plymouth Fury 3 at this time of night. <laughs> And he goes over to this old, like, rusted-out Nova, and he opens the trunk and takes out this little toolkit. He comes walking over, and he opens it up, and like Jesus and the loaves and fishes, he reaches in and pulls out this little baggie, and there's one little flugelhofer in there. It's like a little rubber <laughs> cap, like, right. like you used to put on your uh, bike tires, yeah. but it was just mm-hmm. a rubber cap. And he goes, look at this, dude. I got a flugelhopper, and it looks just <laughs> like yours. And he slips it onto the deal, and then he goes... Uh, he goes here and he goes over and gets me this big slurpy cup out of the garbage and he points to the bathroom. He goes, go fill that up with water. Give this car about a half an hour to cool down and then fill refill your radiator. You're going to be good to go, brother. I'm like, oh, thanks. And then he goes, now this is where it gets kind of eerie, right? He looks me in the eyes and he goes, so what are you going to do for me? <laughs> and I'm like, I look at him and I go, hey, man, I, I, I told you my story. I've got enough money to get to college, take my test and get back home. And he goes, no, I don't want your money. And I was like, oh, no. Oh, no. It's going. And then Jesus looks at me and he goes, you have to do something nice for somebody else you don't know and expect nothing in return. Wow. And I'm like, all right, Jesus. And then he turned around and walked in the woods. That is a true to God wow. story. Wow. I got, wow. got to the school. 
win in there. One thing I'm panicking about for this uh, acceptance deal is I'm, I suck at math. I'm horrible at math. The guy, uh, you know, I get there early and there's this other guy looks maybe like a year older than me sitting there on the windowsill and he sees me fretting and we talk about what's going on in my life and how this miracle kind of occurred to even get me there. And, and he goes, uh, so why are you so stressed about the test? I said, man, I suck at math. It's going to suck if I blow this because I couldn't pass the math. Mm-hmm. And uh, 10 o'clock in the morning rolls around. And all of a sudden this guy jumps up and reaches to his belt and pulls out a key and unlocks the door and starts letting people in. And it turns out he's the counselor that's there to give us our tests. Mm. Oh, wow. And you're taking the ACT test here, right? And everybody gets like an A, B, C test. So everybody sitting next to each other doesn't have the same test. Mm-hmm. We take all these tests and we get to the final test, which is math. And he looks at me straight in the eye and he goes, hey, uh, something happened. I've only got two A tests left for math. Um, I'm going to leave these here with you guys. I have to go to my office and do a little work. I can trust you, right? And I'm like, oh, yeah, sure. And he looks at me and he goes, good, because I trust you. And I said, okay. And he leaves and I cheated the entire man. <laughs> and I was sitting next to the uh, pretty scholarly Asian girl. I hate the stereotype, but let's face it. They kick our ass at math. Yeah, of course. And it turned out I sat next to the second stupidest person in the room. That <laughs> we barely both passed that math test by one point, but I got through. Went to college, and then two weeks into going to college, my buddies say, Schrader, get the hell out of the house. You need to make friends. You need to go find a life. So I walked out, and lo and behold, a beautiful little blonde with a ponytail and short shorts from the 80s and bright day-glow color clothes goes walking past. So I decide, you know, this isn't stalking era. It's cool to just follow hot chicks back then. That's what we used to do. We'd cruise the malls, right? Of course, yeah. I follow follow the cute blonde across campus. She walks into the Performing Arts Center. I walk into the Performing Arts Center. I say, hey, I've done plays. This will be cool. This will be a great way to get to know her. And she walks past the, the plays. She walks up the stairs. I'm like, all right, where are we going next? And she walks down this hall. And I stop and I pivot and start looking at the bulletin board because she turns to see who's following her. And I'm trying to look like, oh, no, I was just looking at the bulletin board. She goes in the last door on the left at the end of the hall. So I wait a few seconds, and then I make my way down. And lo and behold, there's a big sign that says KQAL, your radio alternative, seeking on-air personalities. Come on in and apply. Mm. And I'm like, even better. I love radio. I've been waiting for this my whole life. I walk in the room, and there I am in the midst of a giant sausage party, not a woman to be seen all men. <laughs> and they all look like the three of us. Yeah. Right? yeah. Right? And I go, uh, they, Oh, welcome. What's your name? Dave. Oh, Dave. Great. Blah, blah, blah. You like radio? Love radio. Yeah. Well, are you interested? Sure. Great. Okay. This is what we're going to do. Sign this paperwork. Come on in tomorrow for training and we'll get you on the air within the next couple of days. Great. Hey guys, I followed this really adorable blonde down here. Uh, ponytail, short shorts, day glow shirt. And they stop and they all kind of look at each other quizzically. And they're like, you did what? I said, the the blonde that came in 20 seconds before me. And they all look around and he goes, Dave, look at us. Do you think if there was a cute blonde with a ponytail and short shorts that we'd be talking to you all this time? (laughs) (laughs) And I said, well, no, I followed her in here. And they're like, Dave, there's no blonde here. I never saw her again. Never saw her again. 
but she got me into that studio. And uh, so that was that was another strange set That's of amazing. stories that all worked together to help put me in place. But I think it's because I, you know, the universe knows what I needed to get me inspired to go to these places and do these things. Sure, sure. That's amazing. So your whole life has kind of been high strangeness to a degree. Oh, yeah. And you've yeah. you've sort of just listened to that and allowed it to uh, to be a part of your life, which is... We can we can reject it and be frightened of it, right. or we can accept and and bask in the wonder and awe of how strange things really are. So, did that that first radio gig for you? Did that lead into the paranormal stuff, or did you what 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 was the link between you know you getting started down that road and 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 with radio? I mean. Did, did it was just the radio got me in. I remember sitting in the studio talking because they told me about the the station was haunted. Okay. And I used to do this show uh, called Sunday Night Softly. So it was all slow music by, you know, by request on Sunday nights while everybody's prepping for school the next day. And I'm on from 10 o'clock at night till 2 in the morning. I'm your Dark Knight DJ, Dave Schrader. Tonight, we've got straight off the greatest hits album of the Eagles. This is Desperado, right? Going out to Adam from his buddy, Barry. And then I'd start the song. And that was my gig. That's awesome. And I'd, I was very Venus flytrap from the old WKRP. I had all the lights off in the studio. Sure. Nice. So I just sat there with the beautiful glows of all the machines and the exit light lighting up my wrist. So I could see enough. And it was just where I wanted to be. And as I'm doing this and playing my songs i look up and there's somebody standing in front of the plate glass window in front of me inside the other studio and i kind of look over there and i'm like huh who's that and as i'm standing there this person just kind of fades back into the darkness and i'm like well that was really weird but the door never opens nobody ever leaves and when the song i start the next song i can get up i go flip the lights on there's nobody there but i know what i saw mm. wow Dang. Yeah. So it's just stuff like that, you know, and then sure. I'd had paranormal experiences my whole life. Right. And uh, I did college radio for a couple of years and met my best friend and, and co-host and producer, Tim Dennis from Darkness Radio. Uh -huh. He stayed in radio. I went into the real world and, uh, you know, had kids and, and jobs and he worked in radio for pennies on the dollar, but loved what he was doing. And and then um, in 2005, he reached out to me and he said, hey, Dave, I've got, um, I got an opening at this station for a show. You know, would you be interested in doing a show again together? I'm like, hell yeah, I would. Let's do this. What, what's it going to take? He said, well, what are we going to talk about? I said, why don't we do the paranormal? Nobody else is talking yeah. paranormal except for Coast to Coast AM. Yeah. And we're on an hour earlier on another network. Mm -hmm. He goes, right, Dave, they're not going to tune into us. And then tune into Coast to Coast. I go, sure they will, because our, our station was 1440, 1500 was the station with Coast to Coast. I said, they're going to sc scroll that dial, exactly. hear our station for an hour, then we're going to throw to Coast to Coast on another station, because you guys go off the air at midnight. Right. And we did that, and I said our dream was eventually to open up for Coast to Coast. And we moved from one station to another station, and Coast to Coast got released from that other station, and I told the the managers, you guys should really bring Coast over here. And they said, okay, let's do it. And 
They brought Coast over, and we began opening for Coast Monday through Friday. That's awesome. And we went from 11 to midnight to 10 to midnight to 9 to midnight Monday through Friday. Slowly every year, we'd build up. said if we would have stayed at that station by the year 2022, we'd be on 12 hours a day. But um, (laughs) (laughs) it didn't work out that way. We ended up jumping and going to podcast form for the show. We felt that was a better way to handle it and uh, better to do. Coast to, um, coast to coast is such a, a legendary, sh- you know, show. I mean, yeah. it, it, anybody that was into, well, anybody that was traveling really back, back in the day. I mean, I used to, um, I used to travel with bands. I, I toured with bands as a front of house engineer and a tour manager. And a lot of times, you know, your coast to coast, um, you know, jaunts across the country. It was the one thing that you could tune into, you know, mm-hmm. so that's what we would listen to. And, um, well, yeah. I got to I got to start hosting coach. That's so coach. awesome. I know, man. That's so right. cool. So I did that I gonna... five years. And then yeah. then I was given the opportunity because that's Art Bell's baby, coast to coast. Yeah. Right. And then right. I got to leave uh that and, and was asked to go um host Midnight in the Desert, his final show. That's amazing. And I was like, Yeah, count me in, man. I I'll be happy to be a part of this. And so I got to host Art's first show and his last show. Wow. I get to follow in the footsteps of legendary investigator Hans Holzer on the Holzer Files. Yes, man. Amazing. Dude, it's it's crazy, but it's things I've seen. I've, I'm not saying I prophesized it. I saw what I wanted, and each one of these things fell into place for me. Amazing. Amazing, man. Unfortunately, I do try to see myself with a full head of hair and a much larger <laughs> personality, and part of that is true. Well, yeah. I, well, I think you got the personality. Uh, I try yeah, pretty good. Now I can't help you too much uh, with the other there, but uh, <laughs> you that, know, that's awesome, man. So you, 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 what you, what you have, you do wear well. So thank you. <laughs> so, um, so, so how how did the whole Holzer uh, files come together? Did did you know uh, Hans's daughter before all of this? I mean. Yeah, when we when we started Darkness Radio, um, I really wanted to have some of these legends on our show, the legends I heard on Coast to Coast AM with Art Bell. And uh, I had a short list, Dr. Barry Taff I wanted to hear because he did the Entity case. And Hans Holzer I wanted to speak with because, for God's sake, he was Hans Holzer, 120 books on every aspect of the paranormal. Yeah. Um, you know, there were some big names out there, William Roll and, and uh, all of these great characters. And... Um, it just so happened that Alexandra released her first book and the same publishing company released her dad's final book at the same time. Mm -hmm. And we, uh, had both of them on the same night. Um, so it was pretty remarkable. I had Alexandra on for hour one, her father on for hour two, and Alex and I stayed friends. Uh, unfortunately we lost Hans, I think within a year of being on our radio show, Mm -hmm. we were his final radio appearance. Wow. And uh, then when this opportunity came around two years ago, uh, and I was asked, do I want to be on a paranormal show? I said, hell no. And then they said, well, we're going to follow in Dr. Hans Holzer's footsteps. And I said, okay, I'm interested. Is Alex involved? They're like, yeah, she is. She's part of the show. I'm like, count me in. What do I got to do to get this job? And wow. um, yeah, so that's that's where we, we went. And we were lucky enough because she was, you know, she had all these cases of case files to re-examine and, and look into and follow uh, her father's legacy. And sure. we, we took that over and have been doing that now. We're in our second season on Travel Channel every Thursday night. It's fantastic, it, man. Yeah. Thank yeah. you. It, it really is. Uh, Barry and I were talking 
beforehand. We've both been trying to uh, catch up as much as we could, right? Uh, before we, you know, talk to you and everything. And I've got to say that, you know, I've been watching, you know, these kind of the investigative kind of shows and the paranormal and all aspects of it, you know, for forever, you know, since, you know, from since, uh, you know, Ripley's Believe It or Not in the 80s when I was a little kid and everything. So, you know, I love this stuff. And I've got to say that The Holzer Files is, in my opinion, probably like the best show that I've seen because of all aspects. I mean, it's good production. You're great host you and um i'm just completely blanking shane shane Pittman, cindy kaza gabe roth and and of course uh the lovely and talented cindy kaza yeah and alexander holzer yeah 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 and it's the everybody there is just like incredible and relatable and like you you know you believe it's not as um but it doesn't have that kind of like everything is kind of or partially staged kind of feel to it. You know, it's very organic. And I know that just by the nature of, you know, uh, recording something, you do have to do second takes and all sort of takes because of whatever might happen. But overall, everything, you know, just as in the storytelling aspect of it is very organic and natural. Um, the fact that you do such great research, uh, you know, it's not always the you know, the correct, uh, it's a launching point, but it's not always the correct path that you need that has to be taken to get to the answers, you know, and, but just the fact that you guys, I mean, you get results. Yeah. You don't see that on a lot of shows. Yeah. Well, we, we've tried, you know, and I think we've been in the right place at the right time. Sure. Mm-hmm. You what, know? Yeah. What was your, so you, you'd said, you'd mentioned before that you were uh, apprehensive about doing a show. What was the apprehension from, from your standpoint? The apprehension from my standpoint was just, you know, I, there were so many shows and there wasn't much originality to them. That's true. Yeah. So what, what could I bring? What, why? Yeah. What could we do? And I love the approach that this was going to be treated more like a, a true crime drama. Yeah. Right. Right. Where we dissect these cases. Yes. We dissect the stories and we we reexamine them in hopefully a brand new light. And that was that was a big part of what drew me into wanting to be a part of this and, and just realizing, you know, I don't wanna I don't wanna miss this. This is you know, yeah. this is the stuff of legend. This is to get this opportunity and walk in in Dr. Holzer's, you know, very uh big shadow there was no other way for me to do this i had to to take advantage of it and i'm glad that i did sure did did you do much investigation before this on your own like was that was that an avenue that you went down or was it just so i mean i know you've been on other shows and stuff and you've done that but on your own is it something that you got into and that you were thoroughly invested in when 2006 came around and we were doing darkness radio uh and we started it i thought you know what um I, I really, I don't want to be passive. I don't want to just be the guy sitting behind the microphone hearing these stories. Yeah. And my first, you know, kind of one of my for, first forays was, you know, when James Gilliland tells me, you know, if, if it's a clear night, you have a 90 to 95% chance of seeing um, a UFO over his property. Mm. Uh, count me in. So I yeah. flew out there and put myself in it, and I saw it, and it was it was remarkable. I you know I've enjoyed yeah. it. I've been there three times. That's awesome. Yeah, we've had we've had a few. 
you know, really interesting UFO type stories. Um, and uh, that's an avenue, especially with the uh, the Tic Tac tapes that came out, you know, the Navy right. stuff. Um, yep. What are your thoughts on that? Do you, you know, I mean, they're, they're fascinating to me. I think it's pretty interesting. We did, uh, on Midnight in the Desert, we did an interview with um, some of the people that were there. And, you know, boots on the ground for that footage. And, yeah, I believe it. I believe it wholeheartedly. And especially now that the government came out. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, 2020, we got all this political nonsense going on. We've got COVID run rampant. We've got, uh, you know, race wars and riots and all of this stuff. And, and subtly in the middle, they just slip out. Oh, yeah, by the way, uh, yeah. those were real footage. and. Yeah. Uh, we haven't really closed our UFO investigative group. It's still out there. Yeah. And, you know, that just kind of, what? Wait, what? And it was amazing to hear. So I was super psyched, and I'm so glad that that it came out. But it's like, you know, a lot of the world missed all of that because of all the mischief yeah, going yeah. on around us. Um, but here we are. You know, it's it, obviously there's something to it. You can hear in those original videos and audios. It's It's insane, you know? And then there was the... The sighting, I think, last year with the three or four different airlines talking um, to uh, ground control, mm-hmm. t- telling them that they're seeing something and they're all trying to be very uh, cloak and dagger about what they're seeing. But, mm-hmm. you know, basically they're admitting they're, they're witnessing a UFO. And oh, yeah. there's just been yeah. too many sightings from too many credible sources and people that know what they're looking at in the sky. Mm-hmm. And, yeah, you can tell me it's a, a government uh, conspiracy craft that they just don't want to acknowledge, but I don't believe that's necessarily true in a lot of these cases. Cause I've seen the black jets and helicopter just flying after them. If they're one of ours, why would they send our stuff? And right. if it was one of the enemies, I think we would have been engaged with them a little bit faster and hotter than we were otherwise. Definitely, man. Mm-hmm. Yes. Mm-hmm. It is really, yeah. and just, it's fascinating. Yeah. I and I think that there's going to be more and more. Obviously there is more footage that are coming out, but you know, mm-hmm. people that have their, you know, the technology, their their phones, you know, I mean, the fact that you got a camera, a video camera at your disposal is is a uh, going to add to that. No, the only problem is is that they've also developed uh, you know, all this technology is great. We all have cameras, so you'd think there's no way Bigfoot or aliens could get past us now, but right. <laughs> um, you know, when I saw my UFO over Trout Lake, Washington, I didn't want to stop and get my phone out and fumble for it. Right. I wanted to be in that yeah. moment. Sure. And everybody's like, well, you should have videotaped it or it didn't happen. I'm like, I don't care if you believe me. I saw it and I went there for me, not for you. I want to have these experiences, right? When you get married, I don't get married for anybody else. I get married because it's what I want to be, True. you know, do. I, when I when I go swimming, it's because I want to go swimming. Not that I have to prove to you water exists or that I know how to swim. So when I go to these uh, adventures and go to haunted locations and, and UFO hotspots and cryptid spots, I don't care if you believe me or not. I'm going for me. Right. And I'll tell you my story and you can come along cathartically that way. And right. that's what we've tried to do for 15 years with Darkness Radio is, sure. is be your guide and know that we're not just taking people's stories, but we two boots on the ground. We go out there and look at these things and, you know, debunk and I, I decry some things I don't believe to be real. And others I will tout as some of the most amazing experiences this this Thursday, we visit Franklin Castle on uh, I Holzer saw that. Files. Yes, man. I'm, I'm super and psyched on that. We get, I think, one of the best pieces of video evidence you're ever going to see. That's wow. awesome. That's awesome, man. I, that, you know, that's what we do here. The whole reason why we 
started doing this is because we wanted people, we wanted to give a place where people could come and share their stories where most of the time folks don't talk about this type of stuff with even their best friends because Mm -hmm. they're afraid that they're going to be looked at as like, oh, he's crazy or whatever. And it's like, we've never felt like it was our job to try to, you know, make sure that what they're talking about, their stories are, you know, able to be validated and stuff like that. It's like your experience is your experience and that's all that really matters to us. Us, yeah. you know, um, with podcasting and 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 things like this, it's great that we're we're kind of getting back to that old storytelling type of a thing. Where I think we, you know, sometimes with you know, obviously, you know, watching movies and 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 watching uh, TV is one thing, but 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 having that interaction with people through uh through through speaking and talking is a it's a different type of a of a relationship that you have. And, and that's something that we've tried to do as well. It's cool to hear you, you know, talk about that because I think that's important because I think most people would look at what you do and say, Oh, well, this guy has to have evidence. He has to have the hard facts and all that. And it's like, no, man, it's, no, I've, it's I've a, gone to places where nothing's happened and I've talked about it. Yeah. Um, you know, and then you go to places where things are off the charts and it's kind of like, you know, Hey, this is it. This is the moment I'm living in and what, what I'm living for, and I'm glad to share it with you. Yeah. But, you know, I've also been to places where I really hoped something great would happen and pff, nothing. Sure. Now, I don't decry it as not haunted. But, you know, I just, maybe the ghosts weren't ready to come play that night with me. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. Sure. Do you find, I, I have a question um, along the lines of the ghost uh, playing with you. Mm-hmm. Um, that, sorry, that sounded kind of wrong. Yeah, that um, sounded like monster bait. <laughs> Yeah. Um, and if you have any of those stories, you can tell it's off air. But um, but do you find like how or do you feel like you are kind of uh, like a, a somewhat sensitive? I mean, you're obviously probably I don't I don't know. I have two ex wives. Yeah, I have two ex wives to tell you how insensitive I am. But uh, <laughs> um, I, you know, I think it, it it becomes par for the course. It's like taking a, a paper clip that is not magnetic. And rubbing a magnet against it, and then you take that paper clip over to a stack of paper clips, and others start attracting to it. I think when you steep yourself in it long enough, you become part of that realm, part of that world. And and I do believe that that's what's happened to me. Is I'm not a full on sensitive like uh, Cindy or Alexandra, um, but I've I've become acutely aware and and um, more sensitive to these energies and and seeing them, acknowledging them, and you know, communicating with them. Sure. Yeah. Sure. I, my, my curiosity out of that was I'm uh, notoriously uh, ghost blind um, on, on this, on this podcast where I, uh, the, we had a guest come on on one of our earlier shows and talked about this apartment that she lived in. That was so haunted that she, uh, it was not just her apartment, but the, that old house that split up into apartments. And, uh, how she was just so freaked out by all the hauntings and these weird things going on that she had to leave. She moved out early and, uh, how like the next person that moved in didn't see anything at Mm -hmm. all. Didn't even realize it. Didn't, you know, didn't even remember that that girl was the previous, you know, tenant. And that person that moved in afterwards was me. And so, you know, I've been interested in, uh, you know, this stuff all my life but like there I am sitting in a legitimately haunted and verified by another uh, housemate uh, apartment and just completely oblivious to and have no experiences at all. <laughs> Nothing. So, 
<laughs> yeah, you, well, you know, it's not something you can force. It, yeah. it, it either comes or it doesn't. And, you know, here's the thing. I think that it's, you know, you just keep going with it. I, I you know, I don't think it's that you're, you're ghost blind. I think that you're maybe just not resonating with that spirit at that time. Now, are you also, Adam, one of those kind of guys who's always distracted and kind of ADD by things? Because if you're, if you're doing that, you know, sometimes I think you miss out on things because you're, you know, focused on your phone, you're focused on your video game systems or yeah. online porn, whatever it is that, that you're into, Adam, I'm not here to judge, but, <laughs> no, that's uh, cool. no, I'm actually, you know, I mean, I'm, I'm, uh, I'm, you know, I'm not, I don't really have ADD or anything like that uh, per se. I mean, I'm able to really focus on things. I'm, I'm an artist, so that's where, you know, I can keep hone in on stuff and I try to be observant in my surroundings. Mm-hmm. It's just that I've always been, I don't know. I felt like, you know, I guess, or did we've discovered that I am just unaware of on that level of stuff. And I, to be honest, I'm perfectly fine with uh, being, uh, you know, kind of ghost blind and cause I am also a bit of a scaredy cat when it comes to that kind of stuff. So, <laughs> Really, isn't that interesting? Why? What about that seeing a ghost frightens you? I I, I don't know. I think it probably comes from um, our our upbringing. Barry and I were very, you know, we grew up in, in the middle of Oklahoma in a tiny little town. So we were very active in our church and all of that. And so um, spirits are just, um, it's something that... I guess, I mean, beyond the fact that you can't explain it, because, but you can because, you know, we kind of have this idea of what they are. It's either a psychic impression or it's, you know, a, a spirit, somebody who's passed or any number of things. But I don't know. I just think that it's ingrained in me that, you know, I shouldn't be seeing these things, perhaps. I don't know. All right. Well, I mean, there's no wrong answer, uh, you know, but... I, the reason I ask though is I find it's interesting why people are automatically, I think we're predisposed to believe that it's scary when it's really not. It's really nothing more than just seeing your own shadow. Mm. Right. These right, ghosts right. are the shadows of our past and, and being mm. open to them, uh, you know, and maybe because you do have that internal fear, that's part of what's buffering or protecting you. Mm-hmm. You might be surprised how many things you are experiencing, but your logical brain is is taking over, which as I, an artist is rare, right? Because usually the artistic and creative side is more absorbent and willing to yeah. go that mile. But when it's something that there's fear-based, it can take you out of it. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. That's, that's, that's very true. I mean, because I do have a, my, a logic side that... I think it just uh, does poss- potentially puts up barriers like that, or it, or tries to rationalize anything, and you know, and so that might be what it is that 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 might be what's creating my you know the ghost blindness that I'm, I think that I or proclaim that I have, but so I don't know. Crazy. Yeah. Well, it's just you know allow some here's something too you know maybe you open yourself up. I don't know what type of art you do when you say you're an artist, mm-hmm. um, you know, our, uh, medium Cindy Kaza, she opened herself up to automatic writing in this mm-hmm. episode on Thursday on November 19th. Uh, she opens up to, um, spirit drawings. She mm-hmm. allows herself to channel the images she's seeing onto this paper, what they're showing her. So maybe start to allow that, you know, some of the greatest musicians, uh, Jimmy Page and Robert Plant and and uh, uh, Bruce Springsteen and and um, Paul McCartney uh, all claim to have been influenced at one mm-hmm. time or another by external forces, mm-hmm. and it's allowing yeah. that through you 
to externalize it and see it that way. There may be those moments when, you know, Adam, you don't know where that, that art came from. Mm. You just sat down and became the conduit for the art, yeah. which means something but, through you. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, and I do understand that because when you are when you're in the creative process when you're working on that you kind of like like you get into that zone but you know um like you know sports like athletes will talk about getting into a performance kind of zone and and maybe that is that other kind of where i guess it's where you're kind of uh extending your consciousness or you know you're not thinking about yeah it and maybe that's maybe that's right. the key to allowing myself to yeah, yeah. i don't i never uh-huh. focused on those things overtly that that changed my life but i knew what i wanted and because right. i put it out you know i something going back to uh, putting out that intention in 2013 i posted on facebook and i still have that image uh on my my uh, desktop here uh, i i did like a screen cap of it just to remind myself of this but in 2013 i wrote uh, november 6th 2013 so exactly seven years ago mm-hmm. hey universe I want to meet Bruce Springsteen. Help make this happen. This needs to happen. <laughs> That's great. Right? Yeah. So that was November 6th, 2013. And on, um, if you go back and check my page, on October 3rd, 2016, there's a picture of me standing next to Bruce Springsteen. And That's it says, nice. oh my God. That's killer, <laughs> and, man. And I got to meet him. You know, you put it out to the universe and That's it killer. happens. That's awesome, yeah. man. I That's love cool. Bruce too. So. Uh, I did want to ask you about uh, the John Wilkes Booth uh, investigation because sure. where it's I right tavern, yeah, man. So I live in Enid, Oklahoma, which is just a dot on the map. It's uh, it's in the northwest part of Oklahoma, but we have a connection to John Wilkes Booth in that there was a gentleman that rented a room downtown and on his deathbed had claimed that he was John Wilkes Booth. And I know that there's stories about that, but so anytime that John Wilkes Booth comes up, I am interested to see, you know, kind of what, uh, what the story is there. That investigation that you guys did was pretty cool and pretty amazing that the Surratt, the Surratt Tavern, right? Right. Is that the name of it? Yep. Surratt house. And you, you guys got some pretty amazing footage out of that. Um, you know, when you, when you, and we were able to pull through the truth of, of history, there really yeah, was man. no ties to John right. Wilkes Booth. Right. Edwin Booth did not own it. Right. It wasn't this tie, but you know, you have this point where he did stop there after assassinating the president on his way to Dr. Mudd's house mm-hmm. to try to get some provisions and, you know, and do that. So, what else can we tell about the story? That's right. That's what we look at examining for these cases. Which is what's great because you go into it with that open mind of we're just going to try to get to the truth of it. And what's cool about it is you guys go in there and you start digging through this stuff. And, and sometimes you find stuff that really doesn't have much to do with the actual what what he thought his conclusions were what mm-hmm. he thought that was actually going on there and i think that is that leads back to kind of what we were talking about before the authenticity of what you guys are doing which i don't yeah. i don't see a whole lot i'm not saying it doesn't exist but in some of the other shows that we watch you know it, it's we watch it because it's entertainment you know and it's it, yeah. you know what i mean and it and well here here's what i'm going to say you know i mean we we found i think the good blend 
Um, you know, a lot of the people tune into shows like Ghost Hunters, Ghost Nation, uh, uh, Ghost Adventures, Kindred Spirits, because they like some of the backstory. Sure. Yeah. We have the world, you know, a, a, a very small minority shaking their fist saying, we want the science. Show us the science. And we get that on our radio show. Mm-hmm. But I can I can show you that when I get somebody of science on to talk about these aspects and they start talking about real quantum physics or real science, mm-hmm. our download numbers are one-third of what they normally are. Because mm-hmm. people, right. this, this very small aspect of people that want that, it's not that they're not important. But they're not the key demographic for most of these shows. Sure. Yeah. So um, what they find is, you know, the more science we dig into, the more of of digging into that, and not just the jump scares, the less popular things become. Right. Sure. So on, on our show, we found a really good blend of being able to mix some science in with history, and then the mm-hmm. supernatural, and and meld them together. And others have learned that you know, hey, our fans really just love watching us be this group and do yeah. these things. Yeah. And you've got a great group, man. I mean, Thank really. You. I mean, you know, Cindy and Shane, you know, Cindy, my wife is a huge fan of the show and, and she loves Cindy. She's like, oh my God, I just, she's so great. And she is, man, her, she has really got an ability and uh, mm-hmm. you can tell that she's, she's tuned in and, and, you know, sometimes you see somebody who's a psychic and they're, and they're kind of grasping for stuff and they're not, you know, not always 100%, you know, accurate. Not saying that Cindy's 100% accurate, but she's, her accuracy's pretty good, man. She's, mm-hmm. she's really on the ball. So it's, well, it, and I got to give credit to a lot of those mediums because you're throwing them in and, you know, they're aware, they're acutely aware they're on TV. Yeah, man. Yeah. And that they have to, I don't want to say perform, but they're, they know that there's a certain level sure. of, um, expectations sure yeah, and sure. yeah that's a lot of pressure and oh cindy yeah bends yeah. to it from time to time she's just like she beats herself up and we're like no cindy you were you were great you said yeah. four or five things that really opened up a, a couple of possibilities we have to look into mm-hmm. and we kind of have to recalibrate her to believe in herself at those moments sure so sure. it's it's you know mediums on tv have i think one of the toughest jobs because they've got to do what i get to do but they don't get the bells and whistles and the electronic equipment to back it up. I either yeah. get something or I don't. When I get it, you see it. Sure. Sure. Yeah. Sure. That's awesome, man. Well, I mean, I, I know you're a busy guy, Dave. Uh, we don't want to take up uh, in, any more of your time, really, man. I mean, I, I, we, we appreciate you coming on so much, man. I mean, you, you, uh, it's, we, we reached out to you and you got back to us immediately. And, uh, we're so thankful that you were able to take time to hang out with us and talk a little bit about what you do. And we we're just appreciative, man. Thank you so much. Yeah. Hey, it is our pleasure. Thank you so much for asking me to be a part of this. If I can mention, um, yes, real quickly, you know, the episode that we do at the Franklin castle is a very powerful episode to me. Because, um, you know, we uncovered the fact that this little girl passed away from uh, complications to diabetes. Mm-hmm. My daughter, uh, unbeknownst to production and everybody, um, we filmed this on the second anniversary of when I almost lost my daughter to mm-hmm. complications right. of diabetes. Mm-hmm. So uh, this episode kind of becomes a family affair. I, I have my daughter remotely help us through this investigation. And... Uh, ask her to participate. And we do a lot of out of the box 
experiments and, and have a lot of fun. And I think because of that, that's why we end up getting really remarkable evidence on this episode, something that I think is is unique and fun and fascinating and and exciting to see. But here we are, you know, these two cases, this case of this little girl that died over 100 years ago and my daughter, you know, two years ago, nearly dying of the same thing. There's been so many leaps and bounds made in mm. understanding diabetes, but we still, you know, we have a long way to go in sure. trying to crack that that codice and and figure out what's going on. But we're we're close, yeah. And um, I just you know, if your listeners uh, could help out, you know, the JDRF, the Juvenile Diabetes Research Fund, um, at JDRF, they're leading the fight against type one diabetes by funding research, advocating for policies that actually accelerate access to new therapies, and providing a support network for millions of people around the world impacted by uh, type one diabetes. If, if you have it in your heart um, for this season to do something that could help, whether it's $5, $10 or a million dollars, please go make a donation to jdrf.org. That's jdrf.org because the money that you uh, put into this will go a long way into helping save the lives of of people uh, like Emma and my daughter Ripley. So I, I would appreciate it and it would be a good thing to do because you don't know when it's going to pop up in your life. It's a strange little, um, I can't even call it a disease, but it's a strange yeah. little uh, thing that, that just occurs and you never know what can trigger it. So yeah. educate yourself about it, make a donation and, and um, change the lives of children and, and adults around the world. Absolutely, man. Absolutely. Yeah. Well, thank you again, Dave. We appreciate it. And, uh, Man, again, just check out his show, guys. Uh, Holzer yeah. Files. Uh, check out all of his his uh, radio stuff that he does on uh, Darkness Radio, uh, Beyond the Darkness. Um, everything that Dave has done has been fantastic, and yeah. uh, continue doing what you're doing, man. Well, and I'm waiting. That's the goal, man. As long as I'm breathing, I want to keep being relevant and having fun. Sure, cool. I'm waiting for the uh, Smurf Fetish blog. So let just, me know. You know what? You can find it. Just look up uh, hotsmurf.com. You'll find it. You'll nice. find it. Thank you all. Take Thanks, man. Thanks, safe. Dave. Take Enjoy care. Enjoy the season. Remember the reason behind the season. This is yes. the time of giving. Um, yes. Not just your money, but of your time, your love, and your, uh, your awareness to the people around you at all times. Absolutely, man. This is Danielle and Gina from Most Excellent, the podcast. To get your fix of all things true crime, paranormal, strange, and peculiar, check out our comedy podcast, available on Apple, Spotify, Stitcher, or wherever podcasts can be found. And remember to be most excellent. Hey man, did I ever tell you about this recent thing that happened to me? I was driving around in the country and it was just after dusk. So there's a little bit of light still coming on out of the sky, but it was mostly dark. I saw this black school bus. I don't think I've ever heard this. Okay, so I saw this black school bus. All the windows were tinted and it started following me for about 15 minutes. Whoa, no. Yeah. What, what did you do? I was at work. I was making deliveries and I just kept making my deliveries and like it would even stop and wait for me oh. and <laughs> yeah, so this, but it was never close enough to where I could see it or anything but it was following me man wow dang that's just 
an example of another really weird story that happened to me and that could have happened to you. You don't have to have a UFO encounter. You don't have to have seen the ghost of your grandmother. You don't have to know what Bigfoot smells like to have had a weird story. Basically, what we're saying is weird covers a lot of ground here on the What's Your Weird Story podcast. And we love hearing all of your stories, whether they're spooky, they're funny, they're bizarre, or they're just short, sweet, and unexplained. Kind of like our podcast. How good was that? I mean... That was awesome. It was great. Really, really awesome. He was so nice, man. And... uh it was really no hassle with our friends and folks that reach out to this uh, podcast and come on. We like to do a certain type of a show and that is base it around your stories. And that's what we hit him with. You know, it was like, Mm -hmm. we just want you to come on, talk about whatever you want to talk about. Here's the premise of what we do. Do you have any weird stories? And it just so happens that his entire life is a weird story. (laughs) Yeah, man. I mean, you know, Barefoot Forest Jesus, the mechanic. Yeah. You know? Yeah. And uh, just all the just all the crazy stuff that he's been involved yeah. with with yeah. uh, with the Holzer files. It's just amazing. Yeah. And, you know, just his way of just finding himself to radio yeah. know, by following that ghost girl or whatever right. it was, yeah. you know? Yeah. I mean following his intuition, following his gut. And those things, he's smart enough to realize that those lead to other things if you're looking for them. And I think that's the biggest thing I, I got from this. And just on a, on a professional note, having the ability to talk to somebody like Dave, who's been there and done it. And, you know, we're, we're trying to do something that is has some sort of entertainment value to our listeners just getting a little bit of a taste from his end of of how he does that the the way that he goes about doing uh these shows and i thought he was very forthcoming with you know in the beginning not wanting to do a tv show you know cuz you and i have taught before some of those shows are just i li- we watch them cuz it's something for the family to watch but yeah, some of it's a, entertainment it's entertainment you know, and you, 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 you get the sense at times when you're, you're being led on, you know, and, and it's, you know, they need something for TV. So, right, right. But, but with what he's doing with Holzer Files, it seems to be so much more genuine, in, in my opinion. The crew of guys he's got, his crew is fantastic. Shane and Cindy uh, are great. They're a great addition to the team. Of course, you've got uh, Hans Holz, uh, Holzer's daughter, who's also involved. Mm-hmm. Um, it's just a it's a really cool twist on a ghost show because just the premise of them going back in and and reopening these these cases that uh, Hans Holzer had um, and spent a lot of his life exploring. It's just a cool premise. Yeah, and it's great stuff. And and he. It is the approach that they use. They do kind of take it like a criminal investigation, sort of. Yeah. You know? Right. I think that is what makes it, you know, have a unique flair. Yeah. But it also seems like they're able to get results that you don't get on other shows, I guess. For sure. Yeah. I would agree. I I mean, it's it's, it's good. (laughs) I think that's the thing that sets it apart, you know, because on other shows... 
they're just concerned about finding the entity and not necessarily sussing it out and figuring out why it is there and what can we do to help bring some peace to whatever you know property that they're researching at the time so it's cool man um again we can't say thank you enough to dave for coming on here and given a couple of very humble midwestern and handsome and handsome handsome, uh kids from the from the uh the midwest the you know a shot and uh it was just great and and uh and we hope to uh maybe this leads on to other things too you know so uh we've got some ideas about getting a couple of other guests on and and we're uh we'll let you know um when we when we make that happen and uh as always if you haven't been on and you have a story to share for the What You Read Story podcast. And you know what we like. We just like a good story. It doesn't have to be ghosts. doesn't have to be UFOs or Bigfoot. We love all that stuff. Yeah. But, you know, it could be some kind of true crime or your family secret or something. You know, just anything that's a really good story. Let us know. Talk to us. You know, we'll, we'll, we'll talk to you and have you on the show. Or you can write in and we can have it read. You know, we love doing those write-in shows as well. Um, we're going to have one of those very soon here. Keep your ears open for that. Yeah. We just, we just love hearing your stories. Anybody's stories. If it's a good story, we want to hear it. Right. We'll figure out something to do with it because we just love hearing good stories and we love talking to people, you guys, you know, cause you're, you're not just, you know, our listeners, you're our friends, you know, right. I mean, we communicate basically then bam, we're friends, you know? Exactly. So, and that's where, what it's about, you know, again, and we've talked about this before, our style of doing things is very laid back. You know, it's just a conversation. That's all it is. And our show would not be what it is without you guys. And even though we get people that come on and maybe they have a different background or they have, you know, a different sense of things, all that can be added to the conversation. And we appreciate you guys uh, always there to help out and lend a hand. Well, thanks for listening, everybody. And thanks again, Dave. A million thanks wouldn't be enough. Uh, But thanks so much to all of you. A million thanks wouldn't be enough for all of you listening as well. But uh, And thank you, Barry, for being here, as always. Thank you for being here. Oh, thank you. No, thank you. No, thank you. Well, all right. Thank you. All right. Thank you. Um, (laughs) Thank (laughs) you. Thanks, listeners. Thanks, everybody. Thanks, Dave. Um, Thank you, um, uh, Baby Yoda, who has now a name. If you haven't watched that one yet, it's pretty good. (laughs) Still like Baby Yoda better, but still. Yeah. Thanks, everybody. In the meantime, oh, yeah, tune in next week. That's when we're going to have some write-ins, believe it or not. And a weird news, weird story that's been in the news. Yeah, cool one, man. That we're going to cover. And then we were going to, because we're going to cover it for our year-end weird news roundup but it's just been too recent and too strange yeah. and bizarre yeah um we got we got to uh, we got to talk about it yeah yeah and if you don't have a clue then you know it's just uh we're gonna it's 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 monolith so monolith, monolith. <laughs> all right everybody thanks thanks for listening we'll see you next time till then be safe be weird as always if you have a weird story we want to hear it if you have a lot of them we want to hear them all we can't do this podcast without your invaluable contributions whether it's sharing your stories listening rating and spreading the word about the podcast thanks for listening till next time 
Be safe. Be weird. The stories presented on the What's Your Weird Story podcast are, to our knowledge, true experiences that our guests have had. We can't take the time to research all claims made, and besides, it's just not as fun. I think I need to take a shower. I yeah, just thought I, I'd share that. It has nothing to do with anything. But I did, uh, I did that. just thought I'd share that anyway. I did that just a couple hours ago. Stinking. I stink all the I time. Smell, uh, Fuck. <laughs>